Happy Thursday evening and welcome to Encore on Midlands 103 with me, Shannon Fogarty. This is the Midlands dedicated arts show bringing you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. To get in touch, you can pop me a text 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or of course, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me at encore at midlands103.com. As always, we have a full packed show for you. So from chef to poet, you'll hear from Mount Melick man Declan Furlong on his new book of poems. The Westmead Bachelor Festival 2023. Tomas will be on to give you all the latest on this festival. And tonight on the show, we have some relaxing music from a band called Harpano. All coming up on the show, but I'm going to start with my first ever guest that I had on the show when I took over the reins from Claire O'Brien, arts director of the new Esker Arts Centre, Sean Walsh. Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Shannon. It's very good to have you again. I'm delighted to be here, as always. Now, the last time we spoke was back uh, at the beginning of February and we heard about some of the exciting plans for the new Esker Arts Centre, which the opening is this weekend. The other things uh, open tomorrow evening. Uh, We have a gala concert featuring three choirs. Uh, They are the Dublin Welsh Male Voice Choir, the Tullamore Ladies Choir and the Tullamore Academy of Music Choir. Uh, It's a fundraising event. Uh, in aid of Esquire Arts Centre, and it's organised by Tullamore Lions Club. Um, I'd like to, I suppose, take this opportunity as well to thank very much the, the Tullamore Lions Club. They've put a lot of work work into it. The uh, concert is sold out. It sold out really quickly as soon as it went on sale. Um, and it also features a fundraising raffle and art auction as well. So that's tomorrow night. And then on Saturday, we have the opening of our first exhibition in the building, uh, the exhibition is called Breaking Ground, works from the Arts Council collection, um, and it does feature works from the Arts Council's collection uh, spread out over our two gallery spaces. And that is opening at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be officially opened by Kleena Shaffrey, who is a board member of Escort Arts, uh, and her day job is the director of the Temple Bar Gallery and Studios. Um, Kind of be a, a well-respected uh, visual art curator, and actually, she was the curator for Ireland's um, presence at the Venice Biennale this year. So, um, good woman to have on board, and great woman to open the exhibition for us. That's absolutely incredible. It's, it's amazing. And how are you feeling about the opening after all of your hard work and everything's finally come to fruition? It is. It's great to see. Um, I'm in the post since last October and I think when I was talking to you in February things were beginning to take shape and come together uh, and now you know we're we're almost there so it's really exciting and um, you know we've been all looking forward to this weekend and the events will be great and all that but for me it's about getting the building open you know getting the project really off the ground open to the public um, so this weekend will be brilliant, historic, fantastic. And then after that, we are into regular and normal programming. I know, and I actually received the arts program for April to June 2023 in my emails earlier. So it's very exciting to see what's coming up. Brilliant, we do. We have some nice nice highlights there, some great theatre, amazing music. Um, Esquire Film Club will be starting. Uh, lots of really excellent local arts as well in the programme. So, um, you know, as I, as I wrote in one of the press releases or somewhere, you know, it is just the tip of the iceberg. 
but it's great to be, as I said, have the doors open, the building finished, and um, you know, lift off has finally almost been achieved. I know, and as you mentioned, the Tullamore Lions Club have done some amazing fundraising, and I know the art auction. Tomorrow, I know the lovely Aidan Barry, who's filling in for Will Faulkner on Midlands today, will be doing updates on it from 9am. So how have you found the local support to be for the auction? Absolutely fantastic. Um, I think ventures such as this, you know, they really show the best of the community. Um, The Lions Club themselves, you know, they come from all walks of lives and and different business backgrounds. uh, And they have put tremendous work into this, you know, uh, I shouldn't single people out, but I, I do want to single out uh, John Lyons, Jerry Walsh and Frank O'Reilly as the, I suppose, the three main Lyons that I've been dealing with. Um, and they really have like pulled out all the stops. And I know that there's loads of businesses uh, in the community and in the, the wider community in Offaly who have supported the whole thing in so many ways, you know, giving money, buying tickets, uh, giving things, you know, offering support right across the board. Um, so it's really encouraging. You know, a project like Esquire Arts uh, taking off needs, I suppose, that kind of support. Uh, but it's it's heartwarming and it's it's really encouraging to see it. So, you know, again, take this opportunity to, to thank all the guys and all of the, the businesses and the individuals and the artists who have donated artwork. And, you know, a really a hearty thank you to them all. I, I had John Lyons on the show before and he was telling me all about it and it's very exciting and as you said having the community supporting this is incredible and I guess what are you looking forward to the most about the new art centre? Uh, I suppose I, I got into kind of this line of work because I, I have a, a great love for all of the arts you know from visual arts to film literature to theatre dance to, to music and I, I get a kick from presenting arts events to the community or to audiences. Um, you know, and I suppose art centres, you know, we are the kind of interface between artists and audiences. Um, and that's something that's really satisfying. You know, at the end of the night, like when Andy Irvine, when the Andy Irvine gig finishes uh, and the audience are walking out, you know, seeing the the happy, contented faces on the audience. Um, that's what makes it all worthwhile, you know. That's so sweet. And it's lovely to have this place in Tullamore so all of the local groups can can put on their own events here, which is which is amazing. That's the other thing, you know, the, the, the platform that it offers to local groups. Um, and I know that, you know, without these kind of buildings, then groups have to, you know, set up stages in hotels or GA halls or community centres, you know, and they can work fine sometimes, but there's no substitute for having, you know, a dedicated, designed, equipped arts uh, space for these things. Exactly. And I know our very own Sarah Casterly is involved with the Tullamore Musical Society, which is showcasing the musical Michael Collins, which from what I see is pretty much a sold out event. I think it is. Um which is phenomenal. Uh, all of the nights sold out. That's really going to be one of the highlights as well of our opening thing. Um, more musical society, you know, they've, they've set high standards over the years. Um, and again, for them to be doing it in the Arts Centre for the first time, uh, the Michael Collins, uh, the musical is, is one of the 
I think one of the best musicals that's been written in the last 30 years. Um, obviously, it has all of the historical relevance and all that kind of stuff. But uh, as a show, as a piece of entertainment, you know, it's, it's a real spectacle. And um, just to congratulate the group and, you know, I suppose again, to take this opportunity to, to wish the best of luck, Colin and the gang, like um, those kind of groups, you know, they're the lifeblood of the arts kind of in communities in towns like Tullamore and in counties like Hockley. Uh, you know, they don't get anything out of it. They put an awful lot of work into it. Uh, and they really do entertain uh, the audiences. I know. I'm very, very excited to go and see it. Well, Sean, thank you so much. And I wish you all the best this weekend. I'm very excited to see the whole layout of the new Oscar Arts Centre. And is there a website now where people can go if they want more information? There isn't. Details of all of the programme events are on our website, and that's oscararts.ie. And regular updates as well are to be found on our social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Um, so and thank you, Shannon, for the support as well. It's really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to welcoming you to the building. Thank you so much. That was Sean Walsh, the Arts Director of the new Esker Arts Centre. I'm very excited to see what is happening this weekend, but also what they will produce for the future. Coming up after the break, chefing to poetry. Find out all from my next guest, Declan Furlong, right here on Midlands 103. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne. Our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are back with Shannon Fogarty on Encore and I am joined on the line by chef and poet Declan Furlong. Declan, thank you for coming on the show this evening. Wonderful. Thank you very much for inviting me, Shannon. No problem. Firstly, congratulations on your new book of poetry, The Exquisiteness of Ladders. How do you feel having published your first book? Um, It's an extraordinary feeling, really. You know, I'm in my mid-50s. I've been writing for over 30 years. Um, Always petrified to send anything out to anybody um, for fear of... um, being rejected and uh, so I think everybody who writes you know they, they carry a certain amount of of self-doubt and it's like um, you know there really has been a, a weight lifted from my shoulders and I'm absolutely thrilled. So you're a qualified chef tell me a yes, bit about your work and the idea that that came to creating your poetry book. Uh, right. Well, um, it's funny, you know. There's, uh, it's. I'm. I'm in, I've had many career jobs. I've been in a, a publican, um, as well as a chef for the past um, 25 years. I don't necessarily um, would, wouldn't put my poetry uh, as I haven't been inspired. We'll say from being a chef at all, other than the fact that to say perhaps some of the type of poetry that I write has been, if it's been informed at all um, by being a chef, it's got to do with the, the, the mental nature of the job. And a lot of the poems I've written are, are, are quite mental, I suppose. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, wild, wild ride being a chef. And uh, poetry is something similar, I think. It is. And I know my grandfather now, he, he's a retired chef. And it can be very intense. And I guess, was poetry a way for you to kind of escape that pressure um i think 
uh, poetry for me really has been a way to uh, it's it's helped me navigate my way through life i mean you know life is tough and uh in much the same way as any career is uh you know it's not all skipping down a hill with a bicycle tire and a stick singing you know row 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 your boat it's not easy um you find joy where you can and you you cope with any difficulties you can and i think for me poetry has been a salve when i've needed it and it's also given me a kick up the rear when i've needed it as well i don't think poetry is uh is simply something that we can all uh you know delight in i think it's also got the power to you know get you up off your backside and uh, get on with things. I love that. I really do love that. And I guess, how did you get over, I guess, that rejection that you felt at the beginning of of not wanting or even thinking that you could bring this out and then going through the whole process of creating these beautiful pieces and then adding them into this book? Um, How I got over the rejection is I never sent anything out to anybody. I was pathetic. Uh, I really was. I I sat there, I wrote, I re-edited and re-edited and re-wrote and revisited. And uh, again, I I literally, I never sent anything to anybody. And then one day in 2013, I decided to to just post off a, a poem that I'd written and it was accepted and I was chuffed with myself. Um, Arthur Broomfield, the great leash poet, had a wonderful magazine, Outburst magazine, and he accepted the poem I, and I thought I was a great fellow. And so I sent another one and he didn't accept that and I didn't do another thing for nearly a decade. <laughs> Such is the uh, shallow confidence that I would have had. As regards now, when it got to, to the time, I suppose you reach an age where, you know, um got to be if you're going to be and um and i felt ready i felt confident about the work and um i i i sent the whole collection to uh revival press and uh i just am so relieved and thrilled uh that they they accepted the full collection so it's a yeah it's a full collection my debut uh book is a full collection and how many pieces are in it there are 70 poems in total. Wow. Uh, they're divided, the book is divided into five parts. Um, the parts would be, part one would be poems um, about my childhood and teens. And then we'll say parts two, three, four and five would be related to my 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s. Perhaps not written in my 20s or 30s, but you know, written later about that period. So pretty much, it's it's a it's a um, a walk through my life. Um, you know, in in many ways, autobiographical, but also um, you know, pretty hairy and scary and everything that goes with life itself. So it goes in chronicle chronological order of your life, and I guess there's to a degree age wise, yes. Yeah, yeah and I guess there's does. a there's a variety of poems in your in your book. So can you tell us a bit about the poems themselves and the theme that runs throughout? Uh, well, I would have been, um, I grew up in the countryside and um, I was the, the youngest of the family and there weren't really a whole lot of people about. So I I spent an awful lot of time with my imagination and, and, and uh, you know, um, in amongst nature. And uh, so an awful lot of the, 
the early work would be informed, we'll say, by by my love of of, of nature and animals, and um, and then the poems from as I you know you say I came of age, I would have uh, emigrated and lived in um, London, Spain, and France for a while, and a lot of the poems we'll say from my twenties and thirties would be of the adventures we'll say that I would have had in the the slings and arrows of of you know outrageous fortune or whatever they say, you know, that would have come along with that. So, you know, it really is a, a mix of, of poetry, um, not just, you know, the, the nature of poems, love poems, but also, you know, it's, uh, I, 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 I don't believe any form is any better than the other. So, you know, a lot of the poetry would be quite formal um, in style, you know, like there's villanelles, sonnets, um, haiku, etc ballads and then a lot of the stuff is free verse okay so there's a, there's such a variety which is lovely and 70 mm-hmm. poems is incredible to have so I guess this might be a very tough question but out of all of the poems that are in the book which one would be your favourite and would you possibly read it for us um, my favourite poem um, has to be a poem that I would have written for um, my mother. It's uh, it's a poem that I wrote. Uh, it's the one I'm most proud of. And uh, it's it's a very difficult poem in the sense that uh, my mum passed away when, uh, when I was 19 years of age. And as a boy, you know, I don't think you really get to, to love your mum. You love your dad when, when he's young and stuff, and your mother just is. And as the youngest and being 19, when my mum passed away, I wasn't I wasn't old enough to have created the distance to love the woman that she was um you know so in that sense I I couldn't really write a a, a love poem to honor her until much much later and um, I tried it on many occasions and I was trying to use flowery language and it all just didn't work it was all just it wasn't from the heart and it was a very difficult Christmas that we had uh, when my mum was ill. And uh, in writing this poem, um, which was incredibly cathartic, and uh, it's my finest piece. Um, it's, a, it's a tough poem, but it is my favourite. And so I, I shall be delighted to read that uh, for you now. It's called, I Have Grown Accustomed to Death, Christmas Day, 1986. This is how it was. Mother, two rooms away with cancer. Us, in the kitchen, gloom moody and dull beneath crepe paper hats, taking turns to check the timber in the sitting room's open fire, a feature for afternoon purposes. Blue Nun and TK Lemonade featured too. We left both doors open, the hallway a cord between us, and all was fine, a bit delayed but fine. I'd created art on every plate. My rosemary mash would complete the picture. Two scoops each kept everything in proportion. Nouvelle cuisine. I plated mother's dinner first, of course. Not much. I was last to sit, first to eat, and went straight for the potato, forking a delicate mouthful, like you would in company. My disgust at the coarse texture of the cooling mash set me crying, silently enough, soon joined by my sister. A glance to the right sat my stony-faced brother. Finally, as my father's great frame shook, mother's sobs reached from the bedroom. 
all of us together, sharing the moment like families should. And that's how it was, exactly. That's my favourite poem. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I'm so sorry about your mother. No, no, it's funny. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it was, it, it's crazy. You know, sometimes I think when pain is so deep that the only way you can exercise it is to literally uh, almost write it down piece by piece. You know, um, I think that the poet Gene O'Brien said the harder the subject matter, the softer the language. And the softer the subject matter, the harder the language. And that really rings true, I think, in that sense, you know. Um, it's very so beautiful, blue, beautifully written, sorry. Thank you. No, and I guess if anyone wants to have a look at all of the other poems that are in your book, where can they go to find it? Um, I've been blessed to be uh, published by Revival Press from Limerick, so they can uh, go on the Re- Revival Press website. Um, the book is also for sale in the Lee Shopping Centre and Bookmark uh, it's also for sale in uh, O'Gorman's newsagents here in Mount Malik and in Jar Phillips Bakery, and it's also for sale in the Druid Pub. So it's uh, it's popping up everywhere. Um, so that's yeah, but that's it. But as regards anybody who wanted to buy it online, will be able to get it from Revival Press in Limerick. That is amazing. And I guess I have to ask: Are you working on a second collection? Um, I have quite a lot of uh, poems, kind of, uh, you know, I won't say half done. I've learned a great uh, a great trick, you know. I spent so bloody long messing around with poems over the years that now I write a poem, I work really hard on it, and I put it in the drawer for a year. I take it out after a year. If it still sings to me to some degree, I can then have that wonderful job of honing it and forming it into its absolute leanest um, um, form and then I've got a poem and if it doesn't work then it, it hits the bin um, so there's a, a, I have a lot of drawers in my house I'll put it to you that <laughs> way so. I'm sure there'll be a second collection and it'll be just as beautiful as the first one Declan thank you so much for joining me this evening uh, that's wonderful thanks again Shannon mind yourself and if you want to read some of his incredible poems definitely purchase the exquisiteness of ladders up after the break we have news on the westmeath bachelor festival that is very exciting right here on midlands 103 midlands 183's encore with the dean crow theater and arts center athlone live theater drama dance music comedy musical theater panto your home of entertainment for all deancrowtheater.com this is encore with shannon fogarty and the westmeath bachelor competition to find the the country's most eligible bachelor is heading to Mullingar this July. I am delighted to be joined by Thomas N- Nally, who is the director of the Westmead Bachelor Festival. Thomas, how are you? I'm great, Shannon. Thanks for having me on. You're very good. No problem. So I guess us ladies do have an array of different competitions that we enter. You have Ladies' Day at Races and, of course, you have the iconic Rose of Tralee. So I guess it was time that the men took the spotlight. Big time, big time. No, it's, it's time to put the lads back in the map now. Um, we're we're bulling on with the lads this year, as same as last year. Um, we're we're hoping eventually to become a kind of a male version of the Rose of Tralee. 
Um, but I suppose we're, we're a cross between Love Island and the Rose at Philly. It's, it's a bit more, we hope it's a bit sexier, a bit more crack. Um, it's, it's definitely a great show now and a great competition. The lads we had last year were fantastic and they all knocked great crack out of it. But uh, the, the serious thing behind it, we're, we're trying to find somebody that's, I suppose, a modern day eligible bachelor, somebody that represents a kind of new Ireland, not, not the kind of older uh, kind of what you'd be thinking a bachelor would be. Um, yes. So it's a, it's a cool competition. And I guess what can we expect from this year's festival? Uh, well, this year now, uh, we're going to 29th of July, which is right up close to the, the uh, FLA weekend in Mullingar. And originally, the um, the Mullingar Festival and Westmead Bachelor Festival would have been held in that week uh, back in the 80s. So we've come to an agreement now with the powers that be that we will replace the FLA going forward. So we'll be a week-long festival in 2024 going forward. Uh, bringing back kind of the old festivities that were on the street. Um, but for 2023, we're going to just concentrate on the 29th of July, which is the competition itself in the Art Centre in Mullingar. Um, so w- w- that's going to be judged by Louis Walsh and Doyle. And we've two secret uh, celebrities that we'll be announcing in about six weeks that will be joining them. So it'll be it'll be good fun. I guess, is there anything that you could tell us about the other two judges? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving nothing away. In, in word, no. We're, we're open to all suggestions online. We've had some brilliant um, suggestions and guesses of, of who the, they'll be. But we're planning year on year to rotate two of the judges. If we could keep Louis Walsh and Anne Doyle, we'd be delighted. Um, and then we'll have two guest judges, um, a male and a female, every year joining them. So that in itself will keep the competition fresh and keep new ideas coming in. So um, it, it's going to be, people will be will be pleasantly surprised, I, I hope. I'm very excited already. So I guess, how yeah. are Louis Walsh and Anne Doyle feeling about this year's com- festival? Well, to be honest with you, both of them have opened so many doors for us. I think they, they were pleasantly surprised themselves last year at, I suppose, the the, the high calibre of what we were trying to, to achieve. Um, now, Louis Walsh has opened more doors, doors for us. Um, he's been fantastic and they're, both of them are lovely people. So, so far, so good. They're very excited to get going again and... And hopefully this year we've a couple of TV producers coming down to look at us with hopefully getting to TV in 2024. Um, but I, the big thing about that is the lads on stage then will get lots of exposure as well. And that's what we want. We want it's a competition for the lads themselves and to get them where they need to be. Um, our winner last year, Brian Murphy, he was a musician from um, Kerry. And a brilliant guy and a brilliant musician. And it's definitely winning it last year has opened doors for him, which is great. And I guess as much as Louis Walsh would probably love to be a contestant himself, not this year, and delighted for Brian. And it's a great thing to be able to hold this, to give these these men an opportunity. Oh, yeah. And the cool thing, uh, Brian was from Kerry and he won our competition. And we had, of course, the Westmead Rose win and the Rose of Tralee. So... Um, that that got a bit of airplay too. So um, no, it's great for for the lads. There were some local lads. We had international lads from England. Um, the youngest applicant, uh, the youngest contestant last year was 
21, the youngest applicant was 18, and the eldest uh, competitor last year was 63. So it's it's a great group. Oh, we, we don't you don't have to be a certain age. You can be any age. We don't mind that. Um, any race, any ethnicity. We're we're looking for a new Ireland. You know, so we really want to represent that. And I'm guessing you haven't found all your lovely bachelors just yet. So there's still time for our lovely men of Ireland to enter. Definitely. And I was very disappointed last year. We didn't get anybody from Longford at all. Uh, we got one applicant from from um, Offaly, and the rest were from all over the country. So it's strange in that. Uh, and Leash actually wasn't wasn't represented last year. So if we could get one from each of those counties, we'd be delighted. Seeing that we're we're so close to them, um, but there was people from all over. From uh, one lad um, applied from the UAE, and another guy from Canada. So year on year, it's going to grow. That we'll have international guys into it. But if anybody's interested or if you know a lad that might be game, just go on to our website, westmeadbachelorfestival.ie. There's an application form there. Get them in. We've only 10 spots this, this year, so we're hoping to kind of fill them fairly quick. And we've about kind of, I suppose, 30 applications already. Wow. So we'd want, we'd want to have... Uh, we're still looking for, for lads, though. The doors are wide open, so we won't be making any judgments on who's um, doing it for a little while. But it, uh, what I'd like to impress on everybody, it's great crack. The lads last year, we have a group message, and the crack that does be in it is great. Um, it's a huge experience, a really good experience. So get involved if you know anyone at all. And the application is short. It won't take you that long, and anyone from any age is welcome to join, which is absolutely brilliant. It'll only take a few minutes to, to apply. Exactly, exactly. Get in there, get your speak in, and we'll have you up on stage. You could be a new man after it. <laughs> I love that. And as you mentioned a little bit earlier, 2024 is looking and hoping to be a very, very big year for the Westmead Bachelor Festival. Yeah, we're bringing back some of the old stuff, like... Uh, we're going to pit the, the pubs of the town against each other in tug of war and we're going to have like uh, the restaurants against against each other in a beef to the heels festival. Uh, we'll have a celebrity judging in, judge in that. Um, like we're br- trying to bring back the nostalgia of how, how festivals used to be. Now, it will be culminating in a, a big music night um, on the Friday and Saturday night and maybe even a street Mardi Gras. Um, but it'll, the whole week itself will be very much family-based team and sack races, dog shows, spoken word, uh, lots of really interesting and free events. Um, and just on, on that, like Westmead County Council and, and the Arts Office and, and the powers that be, the Gardaí, have been extremely good to us last year. So I think they see where we're going with this. We're, we're trying to build year on year. Um, and the people around have been absolutely hugely supportive. So we're, we're very grateful. That's incredible. Now, I guess one of my questions is, what do the men themselves have to do on the night? Is there like a talent portion? Is there, I'm not going to say bikini portion, but... 
there was a couple of lads last year now we were wondering what they'd come out with but uh, yeah there's an interview which is um, which is very amenable like it's, it, it, the judges themselves ask, ask questions so it's not just uh, our, 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 um, the people that are presenting the show Shane Barkey and, and Sarah Jane Foster they're brilliant they're very easy to get on with so you'd be asked a series of questions and then you'll have a little party piece now, the party piece is very much representative of your own personality. So we kind of ask people to do something that's fun. One guy last year done uh, cocktail making. Another guy done a brush dance. A couple of the lads were singing. Um, it's all very... W- one lad done a completely huge um, kind of dance dance thing. It was brilliant. Um, and it was just pure entertainment and crack. And we don't censor it whatsoever. So whatever you want to do... Get up there and show what you're good at and have a bit of crack. And it's great. It's like the audience laughed from start to finish last year. It was brilliant. Oh, that's what you want, especially for a festival yeah. like this. And the fact that there's so many lads that I know as well that have such big personalities and to be able to bring that on stage is just brilliant. Exactly. Get get them out there. And like it, it's such a, a good feeling to get up there and just be yourself. We're not, we're not asking for people to kind of go up and do what we want. We want you to get up there and show what what you can show people and, and the real you, um, which is kind of unique because we don't censor anything at all. A lot of competitions, they want you to get up and go off, uh, go with a script and that. We don't. We like you to get up there and just be yourself, which is very important. That's what we really want to, to show. And it is, especially when you want to represent Ireland and what it is now. Yes, yes, definitely, because... Like years ago, the whole bachelor thing had a, 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 I suppose, a negative um, experience to it. And it's not really. What we're showing is the modern bachelor. An awful lot of people now choosing to be bachelors. It's not that they the ended up bachelors or anything. They want to be that way. And so it's part of their personality. And it's a new team altogether. Um, and I think that's very important to show the new Ireland. Like we've come on leaps and bounds from where we used to be, thank God. We have. So I guess tickets for this event, I'm definitely going to get a a few. Where can we get tickets and how many are there? So there's limited space. Now we're in the the Mullingar Arts Centre, like I said, the 29th of July. We've only about 350 tickets to sell, um, which is not a whole lot. And um, we're going to be doing a pre-sale on the 1st of May of 100 tickets. Um, so if you go onto our, our website, there will be a link there that will transfer you to the Art Centre website that you can pick your seats and everything. So the, the 100 pre-sale tickets will absolutely fly out. So I would advise people get get on there. Like last year, if we could have, if we had room for a thousand, we would have sold them. It was that busy. Um, so it's going to be a big, big night for the town and, and it'll be great crack. So if you're interested at all, literally snap them up they'll be gone set your alarms for the 1st of May to make sure you're there for the (laughs) pre-sell of the tickets I guess my last question for you Tomas is what is your favourite thing about the entire day Uh, the camaraderie without doubt just having sitting in the in the the green room with the lads beforehand there's 12 lads the nerves are going there was 12 lads last year there'll be 10 this year Uh, the nerves are going everybody's sweating but everybody's there for each other there'll be lads in groups having a little chat of themselves others having a drink others like just really supportive it's like 
All Ireland Sunday. It's brilliant. You could cut the tension with a knife, but it's pure excitement. It's it's. I've never felt anything like it. It's phenomenal, and it, it's something. It's a joy to be a part of. And I guess you you can really make some lifelong friends from doing an event like this. Oh, the, the lads are the best at cracking. They're all going to different things together and, and hanging around together. And there's more stuff put into the group message. Lord, they're, they're, <laughs> they're great. And uh, some of those lads are coming back this year as kind of what you could call, I suppose, bigger brothers that will be bringing the lads this year on and kind of minding them and telling them how they got on with the experience. But that, we're hoping to build that bigger brother group every year and make the reunions bigger and better each year. That's so sweet. And I guess would yeah, the bigger brothers put the younger brothers through their paces in a bit of a boot camp to prepare for the festival? Well, if, they, if they're any good at drinking pints like the lads were last year, I'd tell you to be a fair <laughs> boot camp going on. But, uh, was, uh, there's a lot of learning to be done in it. So. Um, I know it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be great. And if, if anybody's kind of nervous or on defence, just give it a lash and we'll mind you. We'll put you, get you through it. Exactly. Look, Tomas, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all of this. I am very, very excited and I'm sure a lot of men out there are on the website right now applying and if they're not, they should be. Can, can I say one thing to you before I go, Shannon? Just everybody in Midlands 103, Peter and Will in the morning, the lads during the day, yourself, I love the Encore show. You've thank been you. a huge thank to us, or a huge support for us last year and, and before that. So to everybody in Midlands 103, we really appreciate it. You, you've gone way above and beyond what, what we expected. So um, it's nice to get such support from a, such a, a great entity. Oh, thank you. And, you know, we're only absolutely delighted to help you. Yeah, oh, it's great. It's great. Now, it, it's the whole thing, it, you're always starting these things kind of with a leap of faith. But everybody, like local papers yourselves, the local public have been absolutely phenomenal behind us. We've huge support. So um, please, God, now we'll get it to where it needs to be. We'll be on telly next year. And there'll be big, big and better things next year, which I'm very excited for. Again, thank you so yeah. much for coming on, Tomas. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks. God bless. The director of the Westmeath Bachelor competition. Again, if you want to join... WestmeathBachelorFestival.com to get your application in. Applications close April 30th, so make sure you head over there. And just before we finish the show, I have some relaxing music to play from you right after the break, right here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 103, your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com this is Encore with Shannon Fogarty. And my last guest of the evening, Ashling Lines, is part of a band that combines the harp, handpan and piano together to create a fresh new sound. And that band is Harpano. Ashling, thank you so much for coming on this evening. Thanks a million for having me, Shannon. Great so, to be on. You are one part of the three-member band. Uh, the others are Dale McKay and Connor Broderick and Dale is on handpan and Connor is on piano. Tell us a little bit about your music and how the three of you met. Yeah, so an unusual uh, combination, I suppose you'll probably think, first of all. So we were all, um, so myself, Dale and Connor were traditional musicians, really, um, between harp and concertina with myself and Dale is a percussionist. Probably a lot of you up up that neck of the woods know Dale very well from uh, being involved in music generation leash and um 
Uh, Port Leash Tradfest actually, which is starting soon as well. So I, he's a uh, yeah, very involved in the music up there. And then Connor Broderick is an amazing um, pianist and composer from Galway. So we were all studying at the University of Limerick um, on the trad course there, and uh, Dale brought in this uh, unusual instrument really into the uh, academy down there one day. And I was thinking, oh, that would sound really nice now with the harp, um, the handpan. So um, it's it's only a new instrument, really. I don't know if many of your listeners have heard of it, but it's only been really invented in the last 20 years or so. So, um, yeah, it's a very different kind of a sound. Um, but, yeah, so I asked Dale a couple of years ago, would he uh, play maybe one or two sets with me for a gig? And um, it all started there, really. And then we invited Connor on and... Um, yeah, so we've formed the band Harpano, so a mixture of the three, the three names of the instruments. I love that. I love how you've mashed those together. And I guess you've just released your debut album, Finding Calm. We have, yeah. So uh, we brought out um, our sing- the first single on the album, Finding Calm, in 2018. So we've really been working on the album since then. And um, in the last year or so, we've really had a good... Uh, a good push I suppose at completing it and we were working with Ben Wanders who's an, an amazing engineer and producer in Limerick um, so yeah we've finished the album it's a 10 track album and it's called Finding Cam so I suppose you could talk about the music in terms of being it's meditative um, It has, the handpan has a very kind of therapeutic sound we always think and, you know, it has a kind of a bell-like sound which goes really well with the harp. Um, I know the harp is used in ter- therapeutic settings as well. So the two are very nicely um, kind of put in there together. But there's also kind of a techno element um, to it. So it's a little bit of a ravey vibe in there as well. And um, amazing, obviously, with the addition of Connor on keys. Um, uh, it's kind of, it's a, there's a drive to some of the music as well. So... Yeah, we're really excited about it. It's a very unusual kind of um, sound, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's released. We brought it out on the 31st of March. So it's out there in the world now. And you can listen to it on Spotify and it's available to buy the physical copy. We're, we're still a bit old-fashioned in that we have the, the, the love of the physical CD. So that's for sale on our website, harpanomusic.com as well. And I have to say, I was listening to some of your music um, before the show uh, I was so relaxed after listening to it. It was absolutely, br- <laughs> I absolutely fell in love. There's one song which I'm which I'm Very going good. to play in a little bit that I just fell in love with and I think it's absolutely fantastic. And as well as bringing out the album, you're heading on a spring Irish tour this month and you'll also be playing in the Dunamay's Arts Centre in Port Leash this Sunday. Where can our listeners get tickets for this gig if it isn't sold out already? Yes, that's right. We're actually in the middle of the tour at the moment. We were playing Whelan's uh, Dublin last night, which was absolutely gorgeous. Um, but we're yeah, we're in the Dunamays now on in Port Leash on Sunday, and it's an early show as well because we're we know that people are getting to work and school and everything on Monday. So it's at four o'clock on Sunday. Um, tickets are available from the Dunamays Art Centre, the website there, I believe. Um, and there's only a couple left, I believe, as well. So um, if you want to go on to us now over the next couple of days, that'd be great. Um, we also have lovely support from Sean Lyons, um, singer-songwriter from County Clare, and Lance and Lee, who are just over visiting us from the States, um, from kind of Texas and Colorado. So they're over um, as well, and they'll be doing some lovely... They're country singers, but they're absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, and delighted to hear that you're... Uh, <laughs> 
But you found it therapeutic anyway. That's that's kind of what we're going for the calm, the calm vibe. We wanted to really, you know, kind of bring down the blood pressure, I suppose. Oh, I, honestly, the girls came up to me upstairs and they were like, you look really relaxed. And I was like, you need to listen. You need to listen <laughs> to this music. Great. It's absolutely fantastic. Ashling, thank you for coming on. I'm very excited because I'm going to be playing your single, Finding Calm. And hopefully it'll bring everybody else as much peace as it, as it brought me. Oh, I hope so too. Thanks a million, Shannon. We really, really appreciate it. No problem. So again, if you want to get tickets for the Dunamay's Arts Centre in Port Leash this Sunday to go see Harpano, make sure you go and check it out. I'm very, very excited to be playing this single and I really do hope that it brings you as much calmness as it brought me. Well, I hope you feel just as relaxed as I do after listening to that. That is how you start your Thursday evenings just before the weekend. Thank you to everybody for listening and tuning in. Thank you to all of my amazing guests. This has been an amazing show. Fun packed, full as always. I love doing this. I'm very, very excited to say that the lovely Joe Cooney is coming up. He's absolutely incredible. I will be back next Thursday from 7pm with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Have a great evening and I will chat to you next Thursday. Thank you.